Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is all about the season 13 premiere of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. You guys, the franchise is no longer a tween. She's a teenager. Season 13, I have got my best friend, a confidant, actually the first guest on my first podcast ever that will never see the light of day again. <laughs> it's the one, the only, Jonathan Turlock here today on Bravo Happy Hour. Happy to be with you. <laughs> Ready to cause some chaos. Truly, this is going to be chaotic energy. This is chaotic evil. This is not chaotic good. <laughs> no, no. No, zero chance. No, 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 no. <laughs> very, very bad. So, John is... A new Bravo fan, I'd say, correct? Yeah, it was like a pandemic uh, pick me up, and yeah, I'm I'm hooked. You're hooked. That's how they get you. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, I was spiraling into mom territory, where uh, that's what I remember her doing in the summers when she was like on school break, <laughs> binging the housewives. Um, and I am truly becoming my mother, which is the worst nightmare that any of us can imagine. Well, you know, me watching The Real Housewives of New Jersey has shown me what my future will be potentially quite soon. And it's terrifying. She's optimistic. (laughs) She's packing her bags. (laughs) To Montclair I go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys. So as you know, I'm based in New York City. Well, let's be real. I'm based in an outer borough. <laughs> At the start of this very podcast, I was living in the East Village, thriving, if you well. <laughs> real estate wise, I was thriving personally, emotionally, <laughs> not so much. And then I moved to the Upper East Side. Now I'm back in Queens where I belong with the working class, uh, but potentially moving to Jersey eventually. Oh, and <laughs> the microphone uh, in this studio is literally held by tape. Like, I don't know. John, you watch season 12 of Jersey Housewives, but you aren't caught up on the season 13 premiere, correct? Yes, I missed my homework, um, so really sorry. Please don't fail me, everybody. John found out about four hours ago that he was on this podcast. 
podcast. So we're giving him some grace. He's basically the Robin to my Howard. He's here to bounce ideas off of me as well as, you know, either talk me off a ledge or say, Megan, that is absolutely so fucked up to say. You can't say that. Cut, the, cut these five minutes. <laughs> yeah, let's edit that out. <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> let's start from the top. New Jersey Housewives has always held a very special place in my heart. If you guys know, I am a Teresa apologist. I have apologized for her since season one, all throughout her going to prison. And now I'm a Teresa Stan even more. So episode one of season 13 was called New Friends, Same Jersey. I mean, I was going through all the episode names of like all the entire history and they're not good. <laughs> but then I also realized that the only thing that I ever do is binge all these episodes back to back. And I had no idea that they actually had episode names. <laughs> episode names and episode descriptions, which tell you a lot. So the description on this one is when Melissa throws a 1980s inspired roller skating party, Teresa takes the opportunity to mend fences with Margaret, not her brother, while Dolores draws boundaries with Frank and her new man. Jennifer struggles to move forward with from past offenses. And nothing is said about Jackie Goldschneider, who no. <laughs> devastatingly been downgraded to a friend of. So this season, our main cast, some of the usual ladies, you've got Teresa Giudice, Judice, whatever you call her. Is she taking Louie's last name? Is that next season's whole arc? Yes. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> because this because that was a thing on Real Housewives of Orange County where like Heather Dubrow spent like 12 episodes being like maybe i'll change my last name maybe i'll take my husband's last name it's like y'all have been married for like 13 years <laughs> yeah, you and now you're like for heather's situation it was like well my acting last name was x and then no one will recognize me if it's dubrow honey nobody was recognizing <laughs> that maiden name <laughs> i could guarantee no one so we have Teresa, we've got Dolores, we got Melissa Gorga, we've got Jen, Margaret, and as I mentioned earlier, Jackie Goldschneider has been downgraded to a friend of. Not surprising. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean... <laughs> <laughs> and then we've got two official cast members added, Danielle Cabral and Rachel Fuda. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> And then we also have a new girl named Jen Fessler, who is also a newbie we're, we're testing out. She's not in the cast photo, so, you know, they're, they're seeing if she works with the group. So first, there's Danielle, who I love. She's a Staten Island girly. She's got the energy of a Staten Island girl. And we haven't heard a voice and a New York accent like this since Gina Kirschneider from the Real Housewives of Orange County. And I love the energy because the Real Housewives of New York can never have like a trashy Staten Island girl on New York Housewives. <laughs> you Even might be on the cast list soon. <laughs> I know. I'm like, you can commit to that. <laughs> I'm like, they do have affordable housing on Staten Island. <laughs> it's like the reddest part of the entire country if you look at like the a, outerest a of the outer boroughs. <laughs> Yeah, no, I will move to Jersey before I move to Staten Island, trust and believe. I'd rather be a Jersey girl than a Staten Island I moved Island to Florida girl. before I moved to Staten Island. That's true. I moved to Anchorage before I moved to Staten Island. Um, and again, I love people from Staten Island. No many people spent Christmas Eve there. It's the whole thing. So Danielle is no stranger to reality television. She was actually on MTV's highest rated true life episode called I'm a Staten Island girl. 
which chronicled three lives of Staten Island girls who just, you know, were fighting and shopping and cursing their way through their teens. Don't worry. Maybe I'll do a recap. Um, And she also was seen on a 2012 show called Family Under Construction, where her and her husband chose to buy and completely renovate a 40-year-old suburban home by themselves just days after getting married. So after 10 months, they only completed one room of the house, naturally. Should I recap? I mean... (laughs) I think we got a recap. I think we got a recap. I also think my father would be great on reality TV if that's the. <laughs> no, your dad is like a genuine sweet person. The producers would be like, "All right, now you need to cheat on your girlfriend." He'd <laughs> be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like, we're gonna have to have you get back with your ex. <laughs> he thought he just had to like not finish a house. <laughs> yeah. like, I thought I just had to disregard my job and my duties. But no, you've taken it very well. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So she's a newbie on the show. She's coming in through Teresa. So I guess she's the stepdaughter of one of the Manzo siblings' wives. And so Caroline and Dina were one of like eight or nine, I think. So one of their rogue siblings... You mean one of the sane ones who didn't want to be on reality television. Yes, exactly. <laughs> one of the other people who didn't want to be on the show's step wives, stepdaughter, who knows? So Danielle is through the Manzos, through Teresa. And so she's kind of coming in as Teresa's plus one. I'm loving it. She has a young daughter, a son. The little daughter, Valentina, was giving her mother the middle finger, which I don't condone, but I do like. Makes good TV. (laughs) Makes great TV. I'm like, let's get this girl in 10 years. Let's keep this family on television for a very long time. I need to see how Valentina grows up. And I also need to see her super sweet 16, because I do feel like it'll be out of control. Uh, I also found out that Danielle has a website called bougiekids.com where she sells ridiculous children's clothing. And it... It's giving toddlers and tiaras, like, <laughs> poofy dresses, kids with bows larger than their heads. I'm looking at this right now. <laughs> <laughs> John is going to invest. <laughs> so love Danielle. Excited to see where things go with her. We also have Rachel Fuda, again, the name doesn't roll off the tongue. Fuda? F-U-D-A. It's Fuda. I mean, it's Fuda. It's Fuda. I assume that's why Jackie couldn't be around. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, John's like, edit that out. You think that's edited out? I'm so sorry. (laughs) And honestly, Jackie had one line in this whole fucking episode, and it was to her. So we'll get there, people. But yeah. Rachel Fuda also, yeah, probably doesn't eat a lot. She's coming in as Melissa's friend. She is this married to this guy who she called a model at one point. And I've also dated a lot of models in my life. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Hand models, foot models, just the face, I don't know. So one of the main things about her is that she was born in 1991. And she's a housewife. And now everybody's shaking in their boots. And I just want to remind housewives viewers that every year we all get older. So so housewives will get younger. (laughs) Shockingly. So many people were like, can you fucking believe it? It's like, yeah, she's 31. That's a 
Asia. It's a housewife. I would understand that to be normal. And Ashley Darby from The Real Housewives of Potomac started on Potomac at 27. And she was, like, going up against the freaking Grand Dame, who was, like, maybe, what, 67 when she started the show? <laughs> she's aging backwards. She's Benjamin buttoning it, buttoning it. So she's, like, 53 now. But she started at 67. So we've always been seeing young housewives. And, and even Megan King, Megan King Edmonds from Orange County was definitely super young when she started. And if anything, that age gap, I think, brings out strange insecurities in the other women and i say get them younger get them young epstein young now that john john hit me with the no no epstein no epstein <laughs> i feel like bravo happy hour is having a full return form i just want to like be myself like, there we I, go yeah there you go i just want to like be you know mindful of things some things here and there but what i can't make an epstein joke no, I mean, we're in a small room. If you give me <laughs> anything to hang myself I was going to say, this looks like we're Epstein High, actually. <laughs> smells like a dead carcass. <laughs> so Rachel also has an iconic nose job. And Margaret Joseph tells her she looks like she's a fabulous Tim Burton character, which is spot on, but <laughs> deeply insulting. I mean, did you hear some of the Epstein jokes we just said? He deserved it. <laughs> Rachel, welcome to the show. Who knows if you'll last. Jen Fessler is the other one. She's giving Cindy Bar shop from Roni. She's doing lots of shoulder work. You know, when it's like, I don't know. Like, oh, these women are crazy. Am I right? Like, it's like, no. Like, you joined this crazy group. Like, you can't look as an outsider and be like, these ladies are crazy. Can you believe it? It's like, yeah, they're your social circle. Yeah, I love when people, like, come onto these shows and they pretend like they've never seen the show before. And it's like, no. <laughs> you, you know this is like one of the biggest reality tv oh like things of all time like there's no way that you came on and that you had no idea what you were getting into well there so, was a conversation the crap. between danielle and jennifer where it was very clear that jennifer was like well how the hell do you know how the hell do you know and i want to be like because well, she watched the show yeah like, it's like she may like might not have been there but she watched it as a viewer like the rest of us but let's get down to what the hell is going on. So Teresa is kind of like the anchor of this show. Of course, it's a huge season for her. We're going to see her wedding to Louie at the end of the season, I'm guessing. We see the $10,000 hairdo, which honestly, I'd pay $20,000 for that. Like, I feel like there's so much horse hair and human hair. Like, on her head there's so much like sheer weight it's so camp that like i cannot Met not make it my next halloween costume <laughs> i don't know i'm making it my wedding costume oh yeah, fully like, committing uh, yeah, I'm fully... well you will be living in jersey by the time so it will... and i will say she got married at this like beautiful banquet hall in east brunswick where my boyfriend's family is from and his mom gave me, like, the full scoop on, like, what was going on that weekend because it, like, you know, shook the town up. I mean, it the sounds like you might up. have connections, Megan, is what you're telling me. I, mean, I know hey. a guy who knows a guy. All right. Then we're <laughs> I'm getting the hairdo. Getting a deal and the hairdo. It's a <laughs> two for I one. <laughs> I can have everything I want in this life. I really put my mind to it. So we see Teresa in her new beautiful home. I'm devastated she sold that mansion it was a mansion that she was living in the past one but it was just like a sad granite 
funeral parlor. Like, yeah, it would be like a really good place, like when you were a kid, to like put socks on and doing like yeah. ice skating show <laughs> yeah, for your exactly. parents. Like Jerry Maguire sliding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, just like imagine being like a young kid and wearing said socks and falling down those granite steps like that must have happened there's four daughters <laughs> like they were falling down those steps yeah oh god oh god no thank you so Teresa, i don't know if she sold that house i gotta check gotta check zillow um but i'm not <laughs> she is living in a new house with louie and her girls are there his sons are there they do seem like a really good match and like a really great happy family and again one of my favorite things about bravo is that everybody can go from hating someone's guts and literally tar and feathering them on the internet to then being like he's an amazing person with a heart of fucking gold see don't ever be mean to louis again which that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) so they're all living together and we'll get into a little bit more of Teresa's drama with Marge and whatnot a little bit later into the episode. But Teresa talks about how she's doing therapy and how her and Louie's families have really kind of become one. And it's really beautiful. You see at this one point, Louie's family comes over for this dinner and his parents are there and they seem like totally normal, well-adjusted people. His mother's a therapist, which you would hope would impart some information and knowledge onto Louie about you know, growth and, you know, like being a little bit more self-aware and, you know, not like turning to violence. Again, I'm like talking to Teresa. Um, But you kind of see a little bit of growth within Teresa, I will say. Again, we'll get into the conversation with between her and Marge, but it seems like whatever Louis is doing for her has been working. And so I'm excited about that. It should be interesting to see where this goes. And to see if she's a little bit less reactive throughout the season. Last season, she basically, she didn't flip the table, but she flipped all the contents on the table at Marge. So that's the second table incident with Teresa over the years. So maybe Louis' influence will keep the plates and forks and knives on the table this time. (laughs) One this season cannot be that hopeful yeah, I'm, gonna, I know. I'm like let's glue the plates down <laughs> because that's the actual only way. better chance of winning the lottery is <laughs> that probably true i will also say she has morphed skin colors her, <laughs> her skin is literally like a blistered san marzano tomato mm. in like the sicilian sun like she i would say is doing blackface but i really just think she's like italian and this started filming in the summer and that's <laughs> just what happens to italians not my no, i was like, gonna be like <laughs> no, oh my god i got like the full-on irish like don't, don't go outside not a outside. drop of melanin literally not a drop of melanin it's so sad spf is my best friend so it seems like things are good for Teresa, of course Teresa is the only thing that Melissa and Joe Gorga can talk about season after season. And I don't know about you guys as other viewers, but I felt like Teresa, I feel like Melissa is getting pushed out of the show. Nobody wants to hear her bitching and moaning about Teresa not liking her. What don't you get, Melissa? She doesn't like you. You talked about her man and talked shit all last season. And of course, Teresa does require blind loyalty from her friends and her family. I get that. But you can have an opinion on who someone is dating without, like, snickering to the other girls about all the bad things you think about this guy and X, Y, and Z. You are her sister-in-law. 
I don't know. Maybe you can just keep your mouth a little bit shut, especially when you know how reactive and psycho your sister-in-law is. Maybe you can also, like, see that your sister-in-law, you know, like, lost both her parents within, like, two years. She went to prison. Her husband went to prison, came back, got deported. (laughs) And now her children don't have a father in the country. Again, I'm a Teresa apologist, and it's unfortunate that this is my stance, and then I am dying on this. No, show. I think it's a fair stance because if you really think about it, like if if Joe was not Teresa's brother, she would talk so much shit about him and all the shitty things that he does. But she's not going to do that because it's her brother. I mean, of course she has, yeah, but like not well. to the not to the same level. There's like always a circle back to we are family, whatever, and like. It's such an uneven playing field, and Melissa really needs to get that through her head, and I think you're totally right about this possibly being her last season. Yeah, because also, the show is no longer about Teresa's family. Right. It's not an argument that viewers care about anymore. We all kind of think Melissa's annoying, and as much as Teresa isn't perfect, at least she wears her heart on her sleeve, she's open, she's you know, making mistakes and going to prison like the rest of us, <laughs> you know, doing normal things. <laughs> but now the big drama is that Teresa didn't ask Melissa to be a bridesmaid and then subsequently didn't invite them to the wedding itself. And I will say, I understand Teresa's positioning in not having her be a bridesmaid. I do think it's a little harsh to not invite Joe, Melissa and their children to the wedding. I think that's a little petty. Regardless of what's going to happen and transpire throughout the season, you do only have this brother as your only family member. You know, she's already ostracized her other cousins, you know, Rosie, Kathy, those fucking losers. You know, so, but, you know, she ostracized them and made it very clear that she is not changing her mind because they crossed her. And so after seeing Teresa seem genuinely really happy with Louis' sisters and Louis' family, you can kind of see that Teresa's like, you know what? I have these four beautiful children. I'm sorry, four beautiful daughters. And this new man who has two sons. And they're all living together. This big happy family in this big beautiful home. Teresa's got all this money and all these pretty good things happening in her life. Why the fuck do you need your sister-in-law and your brother just bringing you down? It's very clear that she's moving on and she's made the choice to distance herself and create a boundary from them because it's not healthy as much as, you know, it's great to have siblings and it's great to have your family and your children be close with one another. But if it's not healthy and it's going to lead to literal physical fights season after season and all of this drama and all of this headache in your life, you have to just disconnect. And you see like a huge juxtaposition between, you know, Teresa scenes this episode where she's happy and, you know, so excited to be, with Louie and these, you know, nice people. Like, they had a dinner and it was so pleasant. Like, everybody was getting along and seemingly a a normal, nice family. And Teresa had parents who were always around. And Louie's parents are young and they were around and they were making pizzas in the backyard and they were having, like, this big, beautiful family day. And you could see, like, that made Teresa so happy because that's what she knows. And so it's like, oh, to have Joe and Melissa around, to what, fucking mooch? Joe was always the housewife. Not Melissa. Mm -hmm. Joe was the reason why people kept watching Melissa and kind of trying to see where this was going to go. And Teresa never liked Melissa. No. 
always wanted her nowhere near the show and she finagled her way onto the show so if you really didn't think that she was gonna find a way to get you the fuck off this show you got another thing coming melissa we do see one moment where in the trailer we see melissa making a comment to Teresa, being like she was talking shit about my mother blah 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 my mother's done all this shit for you melissa no one cares about your mom no no one cares (laughs) Period. Period. We've got Margaret. Same old shit happening there. What happened to her face and body? If we're talking Ozempic, <laughs> she's the face and body of it. And I loved Marge. She's not doing it for me anymore. No. After last season, where she was really on a smear campaign for Louis, it kind of just showed that she's so desperate to take Teresa down. And... As much as you want to try to take Teresa down, prison couldn't take Teresa down. Right. You know, the <laughs> government couldn't. Margaret has no storyline, as per usual. We do get a photo shoot of all the men at Marge's ridiculously designed home that took very long to make. And I, I want to see where the work went into, because I'm not seeing it within the home. We should break in, is what you're saying. We should go on our own little tour. You did say he has a car. (laughs) 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 We're here. I do feel like if we pulled up to Marge's house and we're like, hey, we were just like podcasting and like shitting on you, she'd be like, all right, come in. We'll talk about it. Did you bring your microphones? She like wouldn't stop. She needs the attention. Definitely. Yeah. I 100%. We could literally drive the car through her living room wall and say we're here for a podcast and she'd still give us a tour. She'd be like, perfect timing. <laughs> I had nothing going on right now for the next hour. Sit down. Yeah, Margaret's got nothing going on. Uh, we'll see where her storyline kind of goes and what's new with her. But again, with Margaret, it's a little bit different because in the beginning, she really focused on her businesses and then she got into that massive lawsuit with Oh, yeah. Like, it was like Margaret Joseph's collection is no longer, yeah, like a $10 million lawsuit will put out a, put a small business out of business very quickly. (laughs) Like, girl, you can't go against that big ass corporation and, and think you're still going to be making like pout, like makeup pouches with, you know, bird emblems and whale emblems and, and sell to Marshalls. No. I feel like Marge has been fortunate where she's able to, selectively pick things to include in the show and I feel like she was very open immediately about like her you know past divorce and her cheating and her and Joe's relationship and even like their sex lives last season when we saw her and Joe in a shower together that's haunted me John (laughs) that lives rent free that lives rent free it's like up there with all the other awkward Real Housewives of Atlanta, Cynthia getting a massage by Peter in the living room. Oh, yeah, that's in my... That's... Oh, my God. I literally could be buried in a sarcophagus right now. Right now, just thinking about it. Devastating. Yeah, it makes me feel things I never wanted to feel. Oh, in any moment with um, Ashley. <laughs> Michael Darby on Michael. screen. Even Michael Darby, like, in a restaurant, yeah. like, devastates me. Like, his blotchy red skin. I want to, like... I want to see what his liver is looking like. He's like 76 or something. Like, he's deeply old. And he's and deeply just... homosexual. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Keeping true. secrets inside will kill yes, you. Yes, <laughs> secrets keep you sick. <laughs> 
Dolores Dolo. I love her. Love her. She, I believe, has finally ripped the band-aid of Frank in her life after 30 plus years. So Dolores has a new boyfriend named Paul. He's an Irish little laddie, just like myself. Who, if you guys watch Family Karma, he looks like Bali's boyfriend O'Malley. It's just like short, not even short, just like stocky Irishman, which looks like my dad. <laughs> Careful what you say now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, Dad, if you're listening, <laughs> can you literally imagine if my dad was listening? He would be devastated. <laughs> this is where his money went for my college education. <laughs> So Dolores has a nice Irish boyfriend. And hey, I think an Irish man can definitely put up with an Italian woman. Oh, yeah. I mean, both crazy. Opposite ends of a crazy spectrum, but... You've lived it. <laughs> I'm living it. Too close, though. I know. I'm like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, we're not even drunk. No. This is... We intentionally didn't drink before this. Like, hello, that's actually called professionalism. <laughs> Ever heard of it? <laughs> We're going to see Frank's housewife storyline of him dealing with the fact that Dolores is no longer his ex-wife slash roommate. Well, he's still her, his ex-wife. Well, yeah, they're, they're still exes and have been for a while now. But I definitely think Paul is putting his foot down and telling Dolores, like, what are you doing? You cannot be going to every party with your ex-husband as your plus one. He's on group vacations. Like, he's living with you. You're living in his house. He's living in your house. You, God knows Frank doesn't have a pot to piss in. He's got $18 yeah. in his checking account. And very big arms. Humongous <laughs> <laughs> arms. We'll get to the photo shoot that the men did. Okay. I want to talk about yeah, that. It's, <laughs> it's... Some of the photos are, are very hot. <laughs> I'm not a lot of baby oil. <laughs> oh, the amount of oil. And honestly, pro tip, my friend told me she read a porn star like article in Cosmopolitan. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That she said she gets baby soft legs by shaving with baby oil instead of shaving cream. And I've got to say, ladies, it works. It's an economical way to get baby soft legs. Well, if I ever start shaving my legs... <laughs> I know, I'm like telling you, and then you're like, great, let me go get my razor. Can I do my face? Well, you know what? 
Give it a try. In this economy, anything. <laughs> Baby oil shortage. <laughs> yeah. I know. Honestly, after that photo shoot, there's a nationwide shortage in baby oil. (laughs) Oh, my God. So good for Dolores putting her foot down. She is in that house that she built. It's just a mess. Dolores, you know, we'll see where this goes. But she seems like she's really loving Paul. He's talking about engagement and moving on, which I love for her because Her last boyfriend, David, was such a pussy. He didn't care about Dolores. All he wanted was, like, a warm body to hang out with and maybe go to dinner with once a week. And it seemed like she kind of had to beg him to be a part of her life. And I don't know about doctor schedules. And I know he's, like, a high-risk pregnancy doctor. And so his schedule is probably all over the place. And it's not like, oh, you work Monday through Friday, nine to five, whatever. And so he's probably busy and on call and whatnot. But, you know, there are other doctors who find ways to, you know, be in their partner's life. So I always thought he was just pussyfooting around their relationship and stringing her along. And so I'm glad she's done with that guy. And, you know, Frank and David maybe can live together and be happily married or happily happy life partners i don't know if they're looking for a third i would be (laughs) very open they would be like who's this twink (laughs) honestly thank you for calling me a twink as a nearly 30 year old i am so glad to still be at this well what else would you be like an otter dead (laughs) (laughs) gay dead it's not the 80s john okay yeah you're dead in gay years (laughs) Oh my god. But we'll see where this goes. We do see Frank's new girlfriend, who's about 33, and Frank is like having insane conversations with people about like how he feels about Dolores and Paul in front of this girlfriend, and she's just nodding and going along for the ride. I want to tell her, honey, run. You have to see his last year's taxes if he even filed. I don't think he's filing. (laughs) He was disbarred like 25 years ago for like lying on court cases and shit. Like, Frank is sketch. She. I love him. Love him to death. Maybe an early death for him because it seems like he's eating a lot of processed meats. Yeah. And I feel like his veins are just like salami. (laughs) (laughs) Long logs of salami all throughout his body. Mm, I'm hungry. I know. I'm like, I'll take a bite. Compton's is down the street. They do make a good salami sandwich. Don't even bring up salami right now. It's six o'clock on a Saturday. I'll get way too excited. No salami talk. No salami talk. We just had an incredible lunch. If you guys are ever going to Astoria, you have to hit up Off the Hook. It's a seafood restaurant. We had oysters. Happy hour oysters. One dollar. Dollar an oyster. Stunning. Stunning. A good uh, lobster roll. Ooh. This is the best free promo that they could yeah, ever I have. Know. I'm going to send this to them and be like, can you pay me? They're like, no. <laughs> They're like, we heard what you said for the first 43 minutes of the show. You disgusting fucks. We really think we're going to, we want these listeners to eat Surprise, our lobster rolls. Jackie's never coming to your restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe Margaret. Based on, and maybe Melissa. Maybe Teresa will come, because evidently she's the only person. But you'll have to fix some tables afterwards. <laughs> and buy in Glue entire... them down. Yeah. <laughs> no, nail them down. Tie them to a string. I don't know what you gotta do, but... Then, yeah, give her plastic cutlery. She can't have, <laughs> she can't have silverware that 
could could pierce a lock. But she's used to that because of prison. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that is true. It's camp, actually. It's camp. <laughs> camp for the family. So Dolores, we'll see where this goes. Good for her. Moving on. Moving on up. We have Jennifer Aiden, who... Poor Jennifer. Last season was rough for her. It was. She had to address the fact that her husband cheated on her. And then that the previous, like, multiples, the previous, what, three or four seasons that she was on the show, most of the time she was uh, chastising Margaret for cheating on her first husband. So, obviously, it's a hypocritical situation. And in this episode, we see Jennifer and Danielle, the newbie, talking a little bit about the situation. And this is what I was mentioning before, where Jen was like, how the hell do you know what was said? Danielle's like, episode four, <laughs> season 12. <laughs> like, uh, kind of was the whole episode. <laughs> like, uh, we kind of saw. Like, I might have not been here, but I I saw it with my own two eyes. Um, through the eyes of some editors. But Danielle basically tells her, you know, the whole situation was hypocritical. And Jen obviously cannot see that and or understand that. Which, you know, whatever. Everybody needs to take their own time to process things. But... Jen said she was going through a series of crappy things. Obviously, addressing the FAR on television was really difficult because she had to talk with her family about it, her children about it. And I cannot imagine that being easy. And last season, we also saw Jen's parents kind of going through a little bit of like a separation where the parents were really unhappy with one another. So I can imagine Jen now having to deal with her own marital issues is probably really difficult, especially like in their very like they're like turkish orthodox or something which like r.i.p to all the fucking people who died in turkey i don't like read the news and then sometimes i do and i'm like oh what oh twenty two thousand people dead yes i'm glad that we got around to a shout out for the people of turkey yeah you'd never know what's gonna come out of this podcast I know it's also like so trivial when you're like, can you believe it? Jen broke her toe. <laughs> it's like <laughs> we will put a link to the Red Cross so you can donate in the <laughs> in the description. There's a GoFundMe for Jen's family in Turkey. No, that's so fucked up. Um, but RIP to all those people because that's fucking terrible. Nature is a beast, and earthquakes are scary. Anyways, <laughs> um, so she was talking about shitty things that have happened to her, the affair being on television and her having to address it. Her Ferrari was stolen, which I always think is an inside job. And actually, Teresa's Mercedes was stolen out of her driveway this weekend. So that's where you got that nice new car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you, you whipped around. Leave the Jackie, babe. I cut that. <laughs> yeah. Leave the Epstein. Take that out. <laughs> Don't worry. John doesn't have a license. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, and then we had her breaking a toe at, on a trip to Tulum. And she's had a quote-unquote chiffon dress she wore broke her toe honey you were wasted i can almost 99.9 percent guarantee you and tulum with Teresa that ended up with your toe being broken must have been fucked up like girl it wasn't a chiffon pant I've, I've worn a chiffon pant and i've broken a bone <laughs> There's always alcohol involved. Separate instances. Yes. <laughs> if I'm wearing a chiffon pant, it's because I was probably drunk getting dressed. But it's equally as damaging to the body and mind and soul as breaking your toe. 
That woman also looks at a bottle of tequila and falls over. So let's not pretend. The word can be mentioned and she would break a toe. <laughs> True. True. And honestly, I feel like her and Bill at this point like only have fun moments together when they're both annihilated wasted. In the last like three seasons, it's always been Jen and Bill in the Hamptons <laughs> wasted. Jen and Bill at the pool party wasted it's like well when your marriage isn't going well that's about the only time that you can enjoy being with your significant other so that is it does track that is true well we'll see what goes on there there is one scene in the trailer that we see jen and bill talking where she's basically like uh you don't do anything for the house or the family and he's sitting there like Duh. I fucking bought this mansion. That's your job, bitch. I do b- crappy nose jobs and boob jobs all day <laughs> so that you do the other shit. But Jen is just like always wrapped up in some kind of bandage on a couch with 12 kids around her. Like the mom in the kitchen making like a grape leaf bowl <laughs> salad, something delicious. I want Jen's mom to cater my life. Yeah, my meal prep. Not just not just a sig- like significant event in your life. The rest of it, <laughs> <laughs> like forever. Is that too hard to ask? So we'll see where Jennifer goes this season. I kind of have a feeling this might not be Jennifer's best season. She's always killing it with one-liners. She's always putting Melissa in her place, which I really do love. She's not afraid of confrontation, and she's not afraid of embarrassing herself a little bit. But I do think the affair thing last year changed her and i think changed her perspective on the show because now i think she's a little embarrassed (laughs) she's got her tail between her legs and now she's like well the cat's out of the bag we're fucking miserable together (laughs) you know so i think this is going to kind of be a season where she's getting she's having some growing pains who is not having growing pains jackie (laughs) Oh, <laughs> now, now I've jumped on. Like, Coming for my jokes. <laughs> deeply, deeply rude. I jokes. brought one thing to this podcast. And honestly, it was up front. Good, get it out. <laughs> but, so Jackie has been downgraded to a friend of which. Well, I guess it wasn't last season. It was the season before that Teresa was like, I heard your husband was getting his dick sunked at the gym by a girl from Paramus or whatever. The (laughs) biggest insult you could ever give a woman. I'm like, from Patterson? My husband's dick? Touched by a woman from Patterson? Disgusting. I don't even know where Patterson is. Like, I don't know. They just, like, always talk about random towns, and I'm, like, looking at Zillow for, like, homes in those towns, and I'm like, hey. Monday. <laughs> um, I can never afford a home in one of these fancy towns. Um, so Jackie, yeah, really has nothing going on for her. She had like one little scene where she's snapping at the new girl, Rachel, for basically like not acknowledging Jackie in a conversation. And I guess like she didn't make eye contact with Jackie when she was talking to the group. And Jackie was like, make some eye contact with me, like common social skills. Like, honey. You shouldn't be telling people about social skills. No, and like if you are looking at Jackie at the wrong angle, she's invisible. So yeah. Like... Invisible. so yeah, girl, I think I think we're done. I think that's a wrap. You and Melissa can go. We'll take the newbies. Maybe not Jennifer Jennifer Fesler with her Woody Allen, like, can you believe it? Ah, these girls are nutty. Shut up. 
This was a better impression to watch than to actually hear. I do want everyone to know there were hand gestures. Thank you. Facial gestures. Thank was, you. Uh, I feel like my tongue was out a lot. Uh, if you subscribe to the Patreon, <laughs> you'll get a, a video version of this, and it'll be worth every single you... penny. A <laughs> hundred dollars a month, though. Yeah. Listen. Megan needs to afford a house in Patterson. No, Brad. <laughs> ah, damn it. Patterson's the hood. That's where Dolores is from. Because they're like, don't get Dolores upset, because you'll see Dolores from Patterson. Like, I mean. What? the fuck is going on in patterson shoot low and <laughs> you'll never be disappointed you're freaking right you're right so we had a couple parties we had melissa's 80s themed party which i think is just kind of an excuse for melissa to wear like a skin tight outfit and like remind everybody like her knees are like working really well and she could like rollerblade and like move her body without like cobwebs like coming out <laughs> underneath her arm like marge i'm like where is marge from marge does fall on her ass in those rollerblades uh, in the in her roller skates and ends up breaking her wrist which previously mentioned on this cast i broke a bone once and i broke my wrist because i wiped out at a party but now i have like a deep fear of like rollerblading and skiing or like any kind of thing that can make me fall and like have to rely on my wrists and it's like a real thing i went to shout out to becky bernstein she had a, a roller rink birthday party a couple years ago <laughs> i like couldn't do it and i'm like not one to say no to like a fun good time <laughs> i was like i cannot like do this like even like the thought of it right now is like giving me crazy anxiety and to think marge is like drop on my skates and let me get out of here and she fucking broke her wrist she should have known Oh God! Literally, like gives me chills thinking about me falling. Like I hate, I hate that feeling. I'm going through it. I'm going through it, people. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this party was really boring. We saw Tiki Barber's wife, who came in last last season. I literally don't even remember her name. She got cut out of the reunion too, which is so funny. But she was also there. She didn't even get a Chiron. Tiki Barber did, and Matt like put his head up for a second. And he's like. Tiki Barber. I'm like, so you are watching. (laughs) (laughs) So that theme party basically was like the first episode where all the newbies were there. The full cast was there and everybody kind of had their like return to season party. We don't even see Teresa really talking to Joe and Melissa. She could truly care less. And we see Jen and Dolores kind of, you know, sussing each other out, seeing where the situation is, but nothing explosive happens. And again, I think it was just, like, the first episode where, like, everybody was there. And even Jackie kind of, like, being a little mean to Rachel, I think, was a moment where Jackie might have had the realization that, oh, wow, these girls are going to take my job very quickly. Like, very quickly you can realize that, like, oh, Rachel can, you know, kind of hold her own. And then Danielle, I think, will be potentially batshit crazy. So... I think she, they, she realized very quickly, all right, this might be my last roller rink party with these gals. <laughs> my favorite part of the episode was the calendar shoot that Dolores is putting together for some charity or whatever. So let's go through some of the pictures because some of them are really hot and some of them are devastating. Okay, so first photo we're seeing on Bravo TV is all of the men wearing... Santa hats, not looking in the same direction, and Joe Gorga has uh, Frank Catania's picture 
on, on his a phone, which is down his pants. Okay, next photo. Oh, this, because this Frank is not in the photo. But Frank way. was there. Frank's photo is the most disturbing photo I've ever seen in my life. So that's obviously the December December photo. Then Joe Gorga looking really kind of cute with the sausage links. He looks good. I will say this photographer did some took some liberties when it comes to the photoshopping and the lighting. But good, you know, do what you have to do. Why is he wearing pants in this? He should just be having an apron with no pants on. Yeah, this is He would have taken his dick out if they asked. Yeah, he would have done he would have covered his dick with that uh, oven mitt that he's holding in yeah, the other hand. A loincloth. <clears throat> Missed opportunities here. All right, then we have who oh my god, is this Joe as well? That's also Joe. Joe in a Phantom <laughs> of the Opera look. I mean, not, oh, not into it. Joe did a double duty on the photo shoot. He also poses the Phantom of the Opera inspired look for the October picture. R.I.P. Phantom of the Opera. It's getting off Broadway. I know. I can't believe that. <laughs> this is the photo that did it. In. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they asked for permission from the Phantom people to take this photo. And they were like, you know what? The show is actually over. Yeah. They're um, like, it will never be as good as this photo. <laughs> It's creepy. It's a little, uh... I'm trying to figure out, like, what's going on with his pants, his crotch situation, but... I'm realizing that they're all the same pants in all the photos, I think. That's, like, a... Well, yeah, it was, it, was, it was the same day. <laughs> there was no outfit change. No, 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 no. I don't think they had that in the budget. And then we go to... Whoa! Okay. Goldschneider. <laughs> Jackie, you can stay on the show... If your husband is just always with his shirt off and, like, sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> he looks hot. He looks dead in the eyes, but he's well, hot. Well, he probably just got his dick sucked in, like, Paramus or yeah. whatever. <laughs> this is literally him exiting the sauna. He's <laughs> his dick sucked. He looks amazing. But we also see him go to the 80s party dressed as, like, a fucking douchebag with, like, a pink polo shirt and, like, the sweater wrapped around. And Dolores is like, ew, I remember boys like you back in the 80s. And he's like, yeah, now we all rule the world. But also, this is 100% my type. So I'm getting aroused here. You just describe it. (laughs) Bill, oh no. Uh, You guys, I'm going to post this these pictures up on the Bravo Happy Hour Instagram account. So check those out if you want some not safe for work porn. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what else you would call this. No, this is um, pornographic. This is particularly not safe for work, though. No, <laughs> this is. Bill is wearing his uh... stethoscope. Yeah, he's got his <laughs> stethoscope on. He's got a rose in his hand. I'm guessing this is February. This looks like. Oh yeah, this is the February photo. He's got his like white coat on. His chest is out. He's giving a smoldering look. He's giving Fabio. Yeah. If, um, <laughs> if Fabio had a lazy eye. <laughs> if Fabio got hit by like a tractor trailer truck. Yeah. This is Fabio's stepdad. <laughs> yeah. Like... He's near Fabio. Oh, Joe Benino. I love a daddy on a motorcycle. And Margaret was kind of rude to him. She was like, Joe, cover your stomach. Cover your stomach. It's like, okay. He doesn't have a six pack like Evan, but he's got a sexy, nice dad bod, and he seems like a sweet man. Yeah, and he knows how to lay a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Maybe not in his own home, but... <laughs> oh, my God. Louis' pictures of him, like, doing yoga and burning sage. 
not not into it. Yeah, I was gonna <laughs> like, say the photo's kind of good. During the episode, you see him doing like warrior one position, and Teresa's like, "Lala, Lily, you gotta go, Lala." Lala. And I'm like, I feel like he doesn't have the word like elasticity in his yeah, legs. I feel like, like he's not stretching. Core his strength legs. and elasticity are not his thing. No, no, can... no, no, no. He, but he, hey, he's doing a good tree pose, I will say. Yes. He's doing a good tree pose. <laughs> I, I mean, want, okay, okay. Megan's done yoga two times. Yeah, like, <laughs> I do yoga. Ever heard of it? I do like restore, literally restorative yoga where it's basically three minute nap intervals. And it's a cult. <laughs> yeah. it's mostly well, it's a lifestyle i'm so susceptible to joining a cult especially like a year ago had i done these yoga classes i'd be working at the yoga studio i would not be going back into corporate america also this is a stripper pole we're seeing this i also realized this which i talked about this in an episode that will come out later about like how people just casually have stripper poles uh in their home so marge um we're still wondering about some of these decor de- decisions, and um, we'll just stay we'll stay ready for those answers. Um, we've got Paul. Oh my god, <laughs> the p- poor Irish guy that Dolores is now dating is wearing a shamrock vest with, again, ambiguous tattoos on his arms that look like Sanskrit. Like what the fuck? I want to post this on Reddit and see, like, if people can translate whatever this means. It's going to be, like, eat, pray, love. I mean, <laughs> Honestly? That is almost certainly what it <laughs> is. <laughs> it's a big tattoo of a lot of gobbledygook. Uh, he's shaking up some cocktails for the, the March St. Patrick's Day image. And this poor man, he's like, I just love Dolores, and, and now I'm... In yeah, a sleeveless mockery of my culture. They went to town on his eyes yeah. and his eyebrows. I mean, somebody else might have well, went to town on this, his eyebrows. But... I was gonna say the forehead is all Botox. Yeah, there's only answer. muscle atrophy there. Like, yeah. there's n- there's <laughs> yeah. no nothing to inject Botox into anymore. It's <laughs> no, dead. smooth as a baby's butt. True. Oh wait, okay. We're getting up to Frank Catania's photo. Have you seen this? No. I mean, maybe yes. John. I think yes. His proportions are so off, and I'm going to go to it. He's the Easter Bunny. You guys, I'll make this the last picture because I'm actually going to make the first picture because I, oh, I literally am so embarrassed to even do this. I'm groaning. Oh, no. Look at this, like. What is happening here? We've got this big steroided, roided out dude with bunny ears, a bunny basket. Like, what? Like, how big is that basket? His head is the same length as his torso. He, He has no calf muscle. As somebody with no calf muscle, oh. but who weighs approximately a third of him, I would assume. Oh, yeah, yes, a third. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Megan. Uh, so when you say maybe a half. I don't know how those calves can hold up his body. There's something about this picture that the, I do not like. At all of it? His hands make me uncomfortable? His hands are so big. They look like each one of them has been individually like, slammed in a car door at different <laughs> points in his life. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. And he's, like, 
his muscles have nowhere else to go, so they're just kind of bulging out in weird places. Like, he has muscles on his neck. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to know how small his testicles are. That's all I can think about when I see these. And he's pursing his lips. He's doing, like, the Mary Kate and Ashley. And, like, (laughs) extending his jaw in a weird way that would give me, like, TMJ cracks for, like, a week. I'm into him. Like, I like Frank Catania. Like, I... Controversial take. Oh, I'm gonna regret this, but I think I would hook up with Frank Catania first, and then Frankie Junior. Is that disgusting? I feel like Frank knows how to lay pipe. I mean, Frankie Junior is like, I gotta call my mom before I hook up with you to just see how she's doing, make sure she had dinner. Yeah, I mean, or I'd be like, mm, like my vagina boner gone. Yeah, I would. I uh, Frank would be like, I'm gonna call your mother. And fuck her first. <laughs> <laughs> My shirt's ripped off. It's disgusting. I don't... Again. This has gone to such a dark place. <laughs> I wanted this episode to be fun. <laughs> Things have taken a turn. This is um, devastating. But I agree with you. Okay. I don't think I don't think it's as hot of a take as, as you want it to be. Okay, good. I think the part about calling your mother, though, is a little concerning. Well, you know, we're all in therapy, BetterHelp, slash CHH for therapy needs, if anybody needs it. I will say I like these uh, photoshopped in Easter eggs on the bottom. Yeah. It's clever. Then we have the newbies, husbands, Nate Cabral. He's got some nice muscles, but this is all Photoshop. What, what shoved down his pants? Can you zoom? This is, I believe, a... Looks like a cocoa pod. It's, I mean, it's 100% photoshopped in. I don't, right? That's a little, like, shovel. Oh, it's a shovel. What the hell do you think of Cocoa Pops? I don't know. It's weird. The light is giving it weird colors, and it 100% is photoshopped in. That was an afterthought. No? Yeah, I don't know what this is. He's got, like, two gardening tools in his belt, and he's got a a, a watering can, and he's watering a, a massive bush. Yeah. the logistics uh the continuity of this photo just isn't working and then to rachel's husband john fuda Uh. (laughs) (laughs) not the simultaneous sigh his axe he's holding has red on it it looks like he just slaughtered everybody on the cast which he might do like at the last party he's like i hate all of you people uh, uh, and, and but, she mentioned he used to model in the past, and then the editors were so fucking rude and like put all these old photos of him not looking like a model. Can we find them on the internet? <laughs> I probably can go on to his. Also, Patreon content. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, let me go to his Facebook. You're a Bravo Happy Hour premium oh, subscriber. Literally, immediately found. You can get our reactions to. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, she's like, he was a model. I just his facial hair is so concerning to me. It's devastating. Uh oh, I think it looks hot there. Oh, does he have lip filler? Is that what's happening? No, I think that just might be his his look. It's very like he does have a nice lower lip. Yeah, but the top one is just not present. Yeah, you know, I'm like looking at photos from 2013. I'm like, he's it's not bad. The internet is wild because you can just find this stuff. I I, like made a joke. I'm like, you can find it anywhere, and I literally found this immediately. 
So that's the calendar. I will be buying it, I think. I I have a Jack Russell Terrier calendar on my refrigerator, but do you think Matt will care if we swap out? I don't think he'll notice, to be honest. (laughs) The calendar is my pet I would think he's going to be like, why do you have a calendar of photos of all my uncles? Is, exactly. that, yeah. is, that, is that my Uncle Frank? Is that my Uncle Joe? Is that my other Uncle Joe? Is that my other Uncle Frank? Yes. 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 <laughs> so the one last thing in this episode that we kind of have to touch on was the conversation between Marge and Teresa. Marge and Joe ended up going to Teresa's house. And Teresa and Louie and Marge and Joe had a conversation to try to kind of put put everything out on the table, talk about what happened last season and kind of try to figure out if they can move forward with a friendship and not even a friendship, just to see if they can move on. And Teresa kind of started in with her, like, you know, kind of steamrolling way of talking where, you know, it's just her talking, talking, talking. And Louis kind of takes a second and he's like, hey, you need to like, listen to her. You need to stop talking for a second and like, let her speak. And Teresa, like, heard that, accepted it, and was like, oh, yeah, I guess I don't listen. And they had a seemingly constructive conversation. We'll see where it goes. Teresa acted like a fucking beast towards Margaret. And so I understand Margaret not really wanting and dying to be BFFs with Teresa again. But I did like this conversation. I liked that the men were there because I felt like sometimes these women will behave better in front of the men rather than just the women. And so maybe it was good that they both kind of had like a mediator there. And Teresa said she was sorry. And, you know, I think Louis trying his best to kind of help have her bridge gaps in her friendship. And we even saw last year on the reunion where Louis was like, Teresa, what, like, what are you doing, babe? Like you're fucking going after this lady, like cut it out. Like it's not, you don't need to do this. And so hopefully the therapy that she's in is working. It's showing that it has worked in that episode. We shall see where the season takes us. Because in the trailer, you don't really see any major blow-ups from Teresa. You see Melissa screaming into the void a lot. And so we shall see where this episode takes us. This was such a fun recap. I'm so excited for New Jersey. Am I moving to New Jersey in September? Will I make the move? Will I become a housewife? Will I be the youngest housewife on Jersey? 93? I was born in 93. 93. Could you imagine if I became a New Jersey housewife? I'd be eviscerated by other podcasters. You would cry. <laughs> you'd hear, you'd Google your own name and you'd cry. Yeah. All I need to see is like one negative review on this podcast. I'm and- going to leave it. <laughs> And all I need, (laughs) I like tell you I can't hang out for plans and then I get like a negative review. Like, well, now my weekend is fucking ruined. Wow. Motherfucker. (laughs) I know what you're up to. This is true friendship. This is true friendship. Well, John, thank you for coming on this episode with zero preparation, not watching the episode. And I think it was a great show. I thought it was great. I had a lot of fun. I hope that you cut out at least 50% of my Jackie jokes. No, I'm probably going to cut out my Jackie joke because I don't even know what it was, but it wasn't funny and was quite rude. Um, but on that note, if you guys are enjoying listening to Bravo Happy Hour, I feel like today's episode was a true return to form. So thank you for being here. I'm so excited to keep making fun episodes. And hey, if you actually like this show, maybe tell a friend. One fr- Word of mouth marketing, I heard, is the number one way to get uh, your product or service recognized. 
So tell a friend. Maybe not anyone you respect. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like who should you tell? You know what? Yeah. Suggest this to every person you know. Liking actually. this podcast is the ultimate red flag, is what we're telling you. <laughs> this is the new Red Scare podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Love you, Mina. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.